This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Late Boomers, our podcast guide to creating your third act with style, power, and impact. Hi, I'm Kathy Worthington. And I'm Mary Elkins. Join us as we bring you conversations with successful entrepreneurs, entertainers, and people with vision who are making a difference in the world. Everyone has a story, and we'll take you along for the ride on each interview, recounting the journey our guests have taken to get where they are, inspiring you to create your own path to success. Let's get started. I'm Kathy Worthington. Welcome to our latest episode of Late Boomers. And today, Mary and I are going to be talking with each other about some things that we're enjoying because we are just now celebrating one year of the Late Boomers podcast. And we're pretty excited about that. It's been a, a hell of a ride for a year and we are into it and moving forward and having a great time. Yeah, I'm Mary Elkins, and what a ride it's been through this pandemic for these times of, of, well, they're scary and they're bizarre, and we've been isolated, but thank goodness for Zoom, because we've been doing these podcasts on Zoom, and we've been able to talk to people all over the world, from from California, which is where we are, to, to Europe, to Australia, um, and to all places in between, and it's, it's been an exciting ride. And today, Kathy and I talked about that we'd like to discuss what we've been enjoying lately despite this uh, pandemic. So I put some thought into it, and I hope it doesn't sound trite, but I'm taking the time out to watch the way the leaves blow in the breeze and the way the sun catches them when they're blowing and all the designs that the light makes on them. And Great. when I walk my, yeah. And when I walk my dog, I pick the rosemary sprigs off my neighbor's bush with the little blue flowers and I just smell it and it smells so good. And I'm just taking more time to look at something. And it, even though in the days when I was doing 24 seven at an office and I didn't take the time to do little things like that. And there is always time to do that. Yes. And it's, it's important as you do that, to think of your gratitude, just be grateful for all the beauty around you when others are trudging right past it because they're in a hurry to get where they're going. That's true. And, and of course the way the world is, but we won't go into that because we're here to uplift everybody. Um, but but um, also, too, things that have been interesting me lately are I've been watching a lot of PBS and mm -hmm. I love Ken Burns' series and they've been rerunning a series on the Roosevelt's that of, of basically. Oh. Ted, yeah, it's great. Teddy and Franklin and Eleanor. It was a very comprehensive biographical series that used a lot of letters from real letters from people and from the statesmen and women from Eleanor, from Franklin, from Teddy and lots of photographs and and whatever film they had at the time. And it's just and they used like uh, 
oh gee, um, Peter Coyote does the uh, narration on it, but um, mm -hmm. they do a lot of, they use a lot of actors to use the voices. She was, I think we might have a Franklin Roosevelt letter in my husband's collection. Really? Yeah, I'll have to look. Yeah, I'll yeah. let you know if I can find it. Oh, that would be great. I'd love to see it. Oh, if we if I find it, it'll be framed on the wall somewhere. Well, but Kathy, Kathy, when tell things are on the wall, you get used your... to walking past them and you don't. Look I at know. Them. I know. Well, time to look again. Um, also, tell our listeners about your collection, because it's amazing. Well, my husband's been collecting manuscripts and documents for a long time since way before I met him. And um, we whittled down the connection, the collections a little bit when we moved because we had less wall space. We, when we downsized, yeah. we got rid of some of our documents, but we still have a fabulous collection. People love to come over and read the walls. <laughs> I do too. Not many people read walls. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what's your favorite one? My favorite one is the George Washington letter because the George, Wa George Washington wrote a letter to the media complaining about a false report they had put out about him really was, yeah nothing has changed it so, sounds like today yeah and so there was a report that came out that he was supposed to be in philadelphia for a speech on the 4th of july and when he failed to appear from there they knew he wasn't coming they wrote about it and said he fell from his phaeton which is his carriage so oh. he's complaining about how dare you like write about me and make this up. I was never going to be there in the first place. And now you account for it by a fall from my phaeton. So it's a very, it's very flowery language. It's really lovely. And I it love is that. In his handwriting. How do you spell phaeton? I've never heard that word. P-H-A-E-T-O-N. Oh, oh, I was a carriage driver. So phaeton is a carriage. I, you know what? I do know the word, but I'd never heard it pronounced. <laughs> Am I saying it wrong? No, I have no idea. No, I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm saying it right. I've heard it. I'm pronounced pretty sure before. you are too, <laughs> since you were a carriage driver. And didn't um, you say you had a wonderful quote to kick off our our podcast with? I do. Um, I love this quote, and in a way, it's it kind of describes our podcast and oh, good. what we've done with our lives. Which it's from Tolkien, J.R.R. Tolkien. Mm -hmm. And and I'll read it because I can't remember it. Of course, read it. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people are good at remembering quotes. and Yeah, no, no. <laughs> read it. Whole monologues. I know. Okay, here you go. I hope you see things that startle you. I hope you feel things that you've never felt before. I hope you meet people with a different point of view. I hope you live a life you're proud of. And if you find that you're not, I hope you have the strength to start all over again. Is that great or what? Oh, I love that. It kind Isn't of makes, that wonderful? It kind of makes me tear up because I know you and I are both, you know, seeking and being grateful and manifesting and doing a lot of meditation and trying to surround ourselves with other people who do that including some of the everything. including some of the people we've interviewed on this podcast that's and, right and it's it's beautiful that's just a beautiful quote it does fit exactly what we're trying to do exactly to to inspire and and tell people that if you 
if you want to start again, that you can, no matter how old you are. And that's that's what we're all about for the whether you're in your first or second or third act and you're not happy with what you've been doing or you're done doing what you've been doing. It's time to take stock and you can start over again. You can do whatever it is you like. Sometimes people are just finished with what they're doing and they need a new challenge or they have a dream they haven't followed yet. And it's never too late to follow that dream. Never. I have a wonderful set of quotes from the book that's been on the bestseller list now all year long. It's called The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse. And it's by Charles Mackesy. Charles Mackesy. I gave you a copy of it not too long ago, and it's such a beautiful artistic book, yeah. all written out by in hand uh, calligraphy. His beautiful ink is all reproduced in the book, so it's like yeah. And he drew art. he drew pictures in it too of the characters. Oh, it's oh, it's all illustrated. It's it's a little teeny little philosophy book, all illustrated. All the animals and the boy are drawn so beautifully, and so. Um, the boy is is on a journey to find himself and he finds along the way a mole a fox and a horse and the horse is a wise advisor and extremely knowledgeable and he's there to advise the boy and that really resonates with me because i have a horse and horses are very deep and people that spend their whole lives around horses always can relate to this and the horse i i the quotes I did are from the horse because the horse is the wisdom of the book. Hmm. So this is how it starts. I, I pulled a few that don't necessarily all go together, but they have a nice flow. Sometimes said the horse, sometimes what said the boy, sometimes just getting up and carrying on is brave and magnificent. We don't know about tomorrow, said the horse. All we need to know is that we love each other. Then the horse also says, when the dark clouds come, keep going. And then the horse says, when the big things feel out of control, focus on what you love right under your nose. And late in the book, the boy says, do you have any other advice? Asked the boy. Don't measure how valuable you are by the way you are treated, said the horse. Always remember, you matter. You're important and you are loved and you bring to this world things no one else can. That's the end of the quote. Wow, Kathy. And you're you're almost in tears. I can see her on Zoom. Yeah, I know. It's I just find I, I love attributing wisdom to the horse in the first place because you know, we had an animal communicator that can talk to horses, but horses are really very spiritual beings. And and that's why they use them for um, handicapped people and therapy, incredible therapy. People that have not spoken, speak when they're put onto a horse or even when they touch a horse, because sometimes they're not strong enough to be on the horse, but they can touch the horse and it changes their lives. So, yeah, it's the same with dogs too. I feel they're so spiritual that those of us who have them as Kathy and I do, Kathy has a boxer and I have a golden retriever and I don't feel like they're dogs. I know they are, but 
we can communicate with them and they communicate so easily with us. And I know that my dog, Charlie, and I were a therapy team for for children who uh, suffer from, um, you know, Asperger's or who are slightly handicapped. And I've seen the difference in them, them, even with little two-year-old children. I remember one time a little boy was so scared of Charlie because they were about the same size. And he went into the corner and cried and cried. And then he watched the other children pet him. And then he came over and he petted Charlie and he smiled. And just that moment gave me such a thrill because I thought, I have made a difference. My dog has made a difference, even just in that one life. But that child yeah. will always be okay with the dog now. That's good. That's yeah. Good. And you were going to tell us about a new book that you found, right? I was, and I am. It's a book that I've, I've only read about 50 pages into it, and I just love it. It got wonderful reviews all over the country. And its title is Once There Were Wolves, and it's a new book. And it's by a woman named Charlotte, and I think you pronounced her last name, McConaughey. Mm -hmm. And it's a book ostensibly about wolves, but it's really much more than a story about wolves. It's, It's about insight into people's hearts and about the cost of doing evil or ignoring it. And it's also ostensibly about twin women, two women who were twins, who come to Scotland in search of healing. And one of the gals is a biologist, and she's with a project to reintroduce wolves back into the environment um, in hopes of slowing the effect of climate change. And also, um, there is a lot of opposition to her because people see wolves as mindless killers. And she... Well, and also, I'm sure there are a lot of cows there and you know the wolves do occasionally kill the cows well there's a lot of farmers in scotland and everywhere sheep. you go in yeah. scotland there's there is a and wolves take out sheep, sheep every sheep. day yeah. well they they do but um apparently at this time in the book there were way too many deer in scotland and they mm. were hurting the land and the agriculture and destroying the environment so they brought the they're bringing the wolves in to um, so this takes out. place in modern day, obviously, if it, it mentions about climate change. It okay. does. It does. That's really interesting. It's a beautiful book. It's beautifully written. And I was hooked on page one. That's great. <laughs> and I, and I've, I've continued to be hooked up to page 50. So I know it'll go for however long it is. I think and I know it's, it's going to be great that we're doing it for our book group. Mary and we I are have going a book to group. do it for our book group. Our book group's been together several decades, too many to count. And mm-hmm. I have another book group that I'm in that, that yes, Mary's and you not going in. to recommend a book as well. Yeah, we just read a book for that group that we've already discussed called Great Circle by Maggie Shipstead. And it is so beautifully constructed. And the way it's constructed, everybody that reads it, that starts reading it, ends up Googling 
the main character because you're sure she's a real person. It's written like it's history, only it's not. It's just it's about an aviatrix, a female aviator who um, becomes an aviator through a whole series of flukes at a very young age when flight was barely invented and she works her way into becoming a masterful pilot and it it has a frame story that's in modern day times actually in 2014 which is a movie star who's making a movie about this character and she has to play this character years and years after this character has passed away and they have only the research to go on and it just shows you what can happen when people research and maybe their sources weren't quite right. So there's a lot of intrigue. There's a lot of stuff that goes on in the book that you get to see because the author makes it up about the past, but the modern day people trying to make an accurate movie aren't going to get it right. <laughs> and it, it just kind of breaks your heart as you read it, but you're in on both stories. You're, and it's really, really well done between the time periods. It sounds I just like a terrific it. book. I just loved it. I'm yeah. looking forward to reading it. Uh, it's it's pretty long, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. You know, I read on Kindle, so, but I think it's about 700 pages or something. It's not massive, but it's longer than you know, 350 pages. It's, it's probably yeah. 700, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I, 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 I was thinking the other day about why I read a book, and yes, I read it to get lost into a whole other world, and I read it to learn about new characters, but I read mostly for philosophy and to look at a new way of thinking that perhaps I'm not thinking about or that... Mm -hmm a lesson that I need to learn or something to actually validate the way I've been thinking. I don't know about anything else, really. What about you, Kathy? Why do you read? Uh, usually because I'm in two book groups and somebody tells me what to read or I got to get it done by the date. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a deadline person. So I, I don't very often get a chance to just pick up a book that's kind of an open-ended, doesn't matter when I read it because I'm cramming in. If I read extra books over the two book groups, I have to cram them in between the assigned reading because I don't like a meeting to go by that I didn't read the book or I don't know what's going oh, on yeah. with the discussion. And during the pandemic, all our discussions were on Zoom for both groups. And mm -hmm. I think it kind of, meant that people really had to read it or what were they doing on the zoom you know and because all the social all the social aspects of the group were gone while we were on zoom during the pandemic that's yeah, why you have we're to make your own tea yeah you have to make everything yourself and feed your own dinner and some people would like leave the group early to go eat dinner and and we're like wait this is book group. If you were in our home, you'd be eating dinner with us and you wouldn't have to go off with your husband and go eat dinner. So <laughs> it was it was really funny because, yeah, it was it, I, I'm glad we're back in person. We're semi back in person. We're almost, yeah, we are almost too. completely back. Yeah. In fact, I am lucky to be hosting this weekend our book group. So yes. I'm going to recommend once there were wolves. Um, That's going to be great. It's going to be and, great. You're going to love the book. And I know our listeners will love it, too. And I hope that uh, Charlotte McConaughey 
knows that we're recommending this because and Maggie she, she deserved it. Maggie Shipstead too, because everybody should read Great Circle and have a really immersive time. You're just immersed in these characters. And yeah. believe it or not, there are twins in that book too. No the main kidding? The main character is a twin with a boy. So it's a girl and boy twins. Yeah. Maybe that's a hot topic now because these books just came out. But um, also you mentioned you were watching a PBS series. I just finished watching. I don't know if you watched it yet. The White Locust, which is a limited series on HBO. Yeah, and I'm starting I to had, watch it. It's I had, very, I had a blast. Oh, my god! It's gosh. weird, though. It's dark. It's, it's, it's very funny. It's very, very funny. Don't miss the humor. It's, the characters are incredible because they're so real it's people behaving badly in a resort because behaving they're rich. very badly and, and very risque and some of the people who work there behave very badly too <laughs> it makes you wonder oh, about hotels and when you stay there and oh, what's yeah. going on behind the scenes <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah it's really a fun and now i've heard there's going to be a second season so i guess they'll have probably maybe maybe they'll repeat some people but maybe they'll just bring a new cast in oh, that'd be like, wonderful if they bring a new cast in i want like to read for, i want to read for it <laughs> like the old love boat you should read for it that i want to read great. for that i need to invent a character and call this guy when you watch it on hbo the writer director does uh little uh comments after each episode he talks about it so he put himself on with the show after each episode it's mike wright he oh, does a commentary. That's like what Chuck Lorre did uh, with um, Big Bang and uh, and his other shows. Um, he would put on, you'd have to stop. If you recorded it ahead of time, you'd have to stop it and read it because he put up a long missive and you'd have to read what he wrote. So that's pretty oh. interesting to learn. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, there are a lot of Q&As now available, extras yeah. when you you know, when we used to have DVDs, that always had extras on it with commentary. That's true. And, but, and outtakes, bloopers. I love bloopers. Yeah. Well, they didn't put any of those, but they probably could do an amazing set of bloopers well, from can White you, Locust. Can you, can you, I was about to say that. Can you imagine? <laughs> I know. And I'm done with it because it's only six episodes. I, I was, you read my and they mind. Were, I was and they were dropping to, uh, it. Ask you that. They were dropping it one episode at a time. And my, 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 one of my actor friends, we were out to dinner and he says, wait, one episode at a time, like regular television. And I said, yep. HBO does that a lot, I think. But there's I a actually, that's, I love that about old time TV because I, I was watching a series on PBS and I'm sure a number of our listeners in the United States and England have uh, seen it, all, cre all creatures great and small. Mm -hmm. And I was looking forward to my Sunday nights with that show. I didn't have to binge watch, although I'm a big binge watcher, like uh, <laughs> Call My Agent on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I just binge watched that in, in English. Now, how much of that is on there? Because I watched a whole bunch of it, but maybe I haven't seen another season. Is there more they, than one season? They have three seasons up right now. I don't oh, I bet I I know I they're doing a fourth. I bet I haven't seen season three yet. Yay. Oh. I oh. have to watch that. That'll and be I'm going to be watching starting tonight, I hope, new series starting on Hulu tonight with Nicole Kidman called Nine Perfect Strangers. I heard about that. I'm still trying to figure out how to get Hulu on my TV. 
<laughs> Don't laugh. Kathy is a very, I already laughed. I'm sorry. Kathy but is a it's techie. always a tech. I'm not a techie when it comes to the TV. Oh my gosh. No, I'm not. Well, I'm used and to my husband having the clicker. So, I mean, I'm just learning. <laughs> yeah, you're learning. Well, good for you. That's you. I'm learning too, but some nights I can't get any of it to work. <laughs> and it just is what it is. When that happens, I go read. <laughs> I do too. Or I turn to PBS. There's always something great on it. I've been watching some of the music shows lately. They've been doing all the, well, not all, they've been doing series on old folk music starting in the 1950s before Kathy and me. Um, but it's really fun. And um, it's it, uh, the Smothers Brothers were on last night and, and uh, some of the, you know, Peter, Paul and Mary have been on and um, oh, they had the mamas and the papas and Michelle Phillips today, mm -hmm. as she looks today, was on talking about the old days. And then I switched to great performances uh, where they had um, an amazing guitarist from the old Pink Floyd, uh, David Gilmore, played. They were playing the blues and it was great. And I kept thinking I really have to go to bed, but I couldn't because the show was so good. <laughs> that's great and yeah. were, were you done with your recommendations i think i am i have a closing quote do you have a closing quote anything i else? don't so i'll let you close it out and then i'll comment if i oh yes if i can if i'm not well, in my tears. quote is from louise hay ah. who was a an incredible teacher who founded hay house publishing yes. and was was one of the uh the prime movers and shakers in the days when people were just learning about affirmations and healing yourself with positive thought and meditation and all these things. And she was one of the early people who inspired the coaches and teachers that are working today. And I just love this quote that I found in Hoda Kotb's book. She has a little book called this what is it? This touched me so much or something. You gave it to me. I love yeah, it. I'm, get, I, I'm getting the title slightly wrong. But this quote is, know that you are the perfect age. Each year is special and precious for you only live it once. Be comfortable with growing older. End quote. I just uh, thought that was wonderful because it's just live in the moment, be comfortable with where you are. You're always where you're meant to be. I, those are one of my mantras when I'm stuck in traffic. I always say I'm right where I'm meant to be because if you just keep saying that, you'll realize there's probably a bad accident up ahead and you're not up there. You're right where you're meant to be. And um, I just I just love this quote. Be comfortable with growing older. I, I love it too and be comfortable in the moment and in a way that takes us back to where we started of watching the leaves blow in the breeze. Yes. And we would like to remind our listeners to follow us on Instagram, both at I am Kathy Worthington and at I am Mary Elkins and on our Instagram late boomers account. And please write to us on lateboomers.com biz b-i-z our website and give us some feedback tell us how you like this episode what resonated with you what you're listening to now just fire off an email we'd love to hear from you we're here to inspire and entertain and inspire and what and what is it mary <laughs> inspire and 
What? <laughs> Laugh a lot. Laugh a lot. <laughs> and inspire and entertain you. <laughs> for joining us on Late Boomers, the podcast that is your guide to creating a third act with style, power, and impact. Please visit our website and get in touch with us at lateboomers.biz. If you would like to listen to or download other episodes of Late Boomers, go to ewnpodcastnetwork.com. This podcast is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most other major podcast sites. We hope you make use of the wisdom you've gained here and that you enjoy a successful third act with your own style, power, and impact. Have you ever asked yourself this question, why is it so hard to make a buck? <laughs> I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven-module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand, and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Calling all speakers, eWomen Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help one million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, Go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.